This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Dave and I have some great conversations on our fly fishing trips. Whether we're flying to Montana, driving to the Minnesota Driftless, dodging buffalo in Yellowstone National Park, Dave and I talk about life. We talk about our families, our faith, our work, our favorite teams. Yeah, Dave's still gloating over his <laughs> twins, recently sweeping my Cardinals in St. Louis. Yeah, baby. Life is just not right. <laughs> oh, man. But Dave and I also ponder the mysteries of the fly fishing universe. As a service to fly fishers everywhere, we're going to talk about five of those today. Now, we have a longer list, so we'll drip these over time, probably over multiple podcasts. But, hey, too many of these mysteries at once might blow your minds. So we're only going to give five at a time. Does that sound reasonable? <laughs> <laughs> it does. I can't wait to, uh, to dip into this. Oh, man. Well, hey, lead us off. What's the, what's the first one? The very first is, why are there no bugs on the water on a perfectly overcast day and the conditions are perfect for a BWO and caddis hatch? Oh, I hate that. And I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> yeah, because exactly. we encountered that last week on the Driftless, didn't we? Now, this spring has been weird in general. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. the first thing we noticed when we got there, it's May 1st and... There are no leaves on the trees. Right. It looked like March, didn't it? It looked like March. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, so, we looked at some photos that we had taken the year before, two years before, same same week. No, maybe a week earlier, and it was green. I thought, wow, are we in the right place? Exactly. But, but I think the, the thing was, there were, we know from the fly shops, there, there have been a lot of bugs you know, hatching. It's not like this is an off year. It's just that... For whatever reason, that particular day. Well, I remember them yeah. saying that the caddis actually. We were in the middle of the caddis hatch, yeah. and and basically it was caddis, caddis, and caddis, as yeah. well as some BWOs. And so I had high expectations yeah. for that day. And it let's just describe the conditions. I mean, it was perfect. Oh, it was. It was uh, low seventies. It was overcast, uh, just kind of that gray uh, day. I mean it. <laughs> What more do you want? There was no wind. Yeah, um, and it was absolutely there were absolutely no bugs on the water. I mean, right. Yeah. And this maybe is, I saw fourteen yeah, during this, the afternoon. This is prime time in the spring. And yeah. between that window of ten to two, ten to three, yeah. which is the key window for when we fish in the spring. Right. And this has happened before too. In uh, even in Montana where we fish, it's just funny, isn't it? You you get some perfect days where the conditions are perfect, but the bugs don't show up, you know. Yeah, you just you figure. just never know. So, yeah. yeah, that's a that's one of those mysteries that we just have to deal with. Hey, thankfully we caught fish though. We, didn't did. we? we I, did. I think. And... Uh, okay, so our expectations were probably a bit overblown. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to be one of those twenty to thirty fish days. Right. It ended up being about a ten. About fish a ten day. fish day. Yeah. yeah. Although if I would have landed everything that uh, tried to take my fly, it would have been a <laughs> twenty or thirty fish day, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, you miss some of those. Yeah, so. you do. But it, it's interesting that we were kind of passionate about fishing on the surface. I did try yeah. this a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we had just said, okay, on the face of it, today is yep. all about the surface. Yeah, I know. And it. so we basically 
<laughs> that's what we did. Yep. And it was, it, we had some moments where it was, we had, well, we had some stretches where we didn't catch yeah. anything. That one run was unbelievable. Oh, I know. It really was. It was really good. But hey, I would say this too. You don't need to email us and, and give us, uh, you know, a biology lesson, lesson or yeah. an entomology lesson. I mean, we, we know there are different factors, but just kind of crazy, isn't it? Some days that uh, the conditions are just perfect for uh, insect hatches. They, they don't always happen like you think. So anyway, if, if that was the only mystery we ever encountered, but there's more. <laughs> so here, here's a second one. And this is one that really gets me. This just keeps me awake at night, Dave. <laughs> So here it goes. Why? And this one, this is, I guess this is very personal. It's something that happened to me. So here we go. Why a fly shop owner didn't train his sales clerk not to call an $850 Orvis Helios 3 fly rod a pole? I, I was shocked. So Dave and I were in a fly shop not too long ago. We will not say what area of the country and we will not uh, give you know anything that that might uh, you know give this away because it's a great fly shop. But the uh, you know, the sales clerk who was working that day, I, I guess the first thing we we knew we knew that this guy wasn't that experienced when we walked in because as we were talking, he said, "Oh, good, you know what you're doing because I don't I don't know what I'm no, doing. I'm new about this, and you know what? Our well, let's just say right up front, our beef is not with this guy." No, yeah. no, no. And he actually was very nice. He really was. Yeah, and I, I, I felt actually, bad for yeah, him. Yeah, totally, totally. And, and Great we are, guy. we are not mocking him at, at all. It was just, uh, you know, th that's why I word it this way. Why doesn't a fly shop owner train a sales clerk? Uh, you know, so when I'm standing there and, and I'm, you know, we're just looking at rods. I'm, and believe me, I'm not going to plunk down $850 for a rod, but I'm just curious and the guy walks over and he goes, oh, yeah, he goes, that's one of the really expensive fly poles. And it caught me off guard. I said, what did you say? And I didn't sound too accusatory. He goes, oh, yeah, I, well, part of it's because I can't hear that well anymore either. But he said, he said, yeah, I was just going to say that's one of our more expensive fly poles. And I thought, oh, my word, you do not call an $850 fly rod uh, a pole. But uh, yeah, as if we were in Walmart, you yes. know, in the Walmart fishing section. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, hey, the big, the actually the bigger surprise of the day was that the fly shop was even open. Yeah, that's right. That's true. <laughs> it was eight a.m. and the fly shop was open. I know on a beautiful spring day. That's right. <laughs> We've been there before where we're just like, right? Goodness, we we would love to buy some fly fishing gear, but you know, and we and we'd come in the day as well, like early in the morning, middle of the day. Six o'clock at night in the fly shop. Just simply, it was like it was on Tulsa right. time or something. And but. this is a nice fly shop. It's yeah. it's actually one of my favorites. Just the atmosphere and everything about it. But yeah, uh, it, it's kind of old school in terms yeah. of the design, and it's yeah. not so uh, buffed. No, you know, and maybe that's why it's my favorite. There's this mystique <laughs> about it. You never know if it's going to be open. He also yeah. tried to interest us in products that we already had. Oh yeah, that. that some and of then that. the credit card unit wasn't working because we did purchase some of those black caddis. Oh yeah, <laughs> I felt really bad from the broadband was down and he was like feverishly trying to make it work because ah, it wasn't working a few minutes ago i sure do you have cash i was thinking no i don't i don't have any cash all i have is this credit card yeah yeah i think you pointed this out we should have asked him about the 70 percent discount <laughs> that we had heard about on those h3 rods 
<laughs> you and I just get an H three for maybe. Yeah, yeah you know? that's right. Hey, we got <laughs> less our, than two hundred dollars. We got we got this pole for two hundred bucks. <laughs> oh man. Uh, he was a good guy though. I know. And I, I, again, I know, felt bad. We're not for him panning and, him, but I was just no, thinking, you know, just, uh, if you're the fly shop owner, you owe it to the the people who are serving others. To train them yeah. and just say, listen, hey, there's a language that goes on with fly fishing. Here's yes. here's ten things you got to mm-hmm. remember. Number one, yep. <laughs> you don't call a fly rod a fly pole because right. that'll signal right away that you don't know what they're do- what right. you're doing, right? Um, and there's probably a bunch of other things right. too. But um, anyway, yeah. it was it was a fun, but it was a great yeah. mystery of it the was. fly fishing universe. Yes, it, it really was. And so <laughs> now that we've been able to process it verbally, I might sleep better tonight. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> yeah, I feel better already. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. What's another one, Dave? So why is it that the fish never hit your fly on a perfect cast, uh, but hit it after a lousy oh, one? Oh man, I know it. So I just recently, it. when we were in the in in the Minnesota Driftless, and you were standing right there. So I was trying to cast underneath like a bank of trees. And so I was fishing, I was casting with a sidearm sidearm cast. Yeah. And the first three, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know how to say it, but you know, the water rippled. And I mean, I it was, it, it, I created in a still pool, <laughs> I created a run. <laughs> Wait, I thought the mystery was about a a perfect cast. So, and it was on the fourth bad cast. So I'd already had three bad casts, and on the fourth bad cast, boom! The oh man, <laughs> it hit my fly. I'm like, no isn't, way! Isn't that crazy? And just earlier, when we had, I just I had gone through like a quarter mile of really great presentations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No hits. Nothing. Oh. So on this quiet pool after three yeah. really bad ones and then a fourth bad one i get a hit i'm like Come yeah on. i know i i remember the same thing that day i drifted you know an inch away from the bank on the other side it's like oh what what a beautiful uh, uh cast and nothing nothing at all now the, the corollary to this is why do fish rise to your fly just as you pull it off the surface to make another yeah, cast? yeah there's another mystery i had that happen twice on a recent uh, day trip that you and I took two times I you know perfect cast it's drifting along this bank and then it gets to the end and then the fly kind of swings out and it's even dragging so I start to lift it up and boom you know a, a fish hits it in fact one of those times I think I pulled the fish part way out of the water and then it flopped off but isn't that crazy? It is. I find that my worst drifts often produce the fish. You know, either I'm off balance yeah. or I'm just yeah. ready to leave a run, or maybe I've just cast it. I'm not mm-hmm. quite ready yeah. yet or something, yep. and maybe I'm justifying my bad bad fly fishing. And maybe <laughs> since that's all I ever cast are really bad <laughs> oh. drifts, then maybe oh, <laughs> maybe sometime they're going to yeah. hit it, right? But oh. it does seem like on it's not the best presentation. Yeah. It is a well, mystery. It, it is. And it's a reminder, I think any I know it sounds so clichéish, but anytime your fly is on the surface of the water, it's in the water, you got to be ready because you never know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when Yes, a fish is gonna. When the great attack. dark mysteries that, of the universe that's will right. reveal that's themselves. Right. That's right. <laughs> well, we've talked about three of these. I hope we're not blowing uh, too many minds by these <laughs> mysteries that just defy reason and 
keep us awake at night. But Dave, here's another one. This is a pretty <laughs> serious one. Uh, why do two friends, uh, that would be you and me, by the way, uh, why do two friends end up with the same red Eddie Bauer duffel bag, the same Patagonia waterproof bag, the same Orvis waiting staff, and the same Patagonia foot tractors <laughs> waiting boots? Oh, uh, that is a great that would be us, mystery. I think it? our wives would say, well, it's because we're girlfriends. Yeah, I know. They do. They call <laughs> us the girlfriends. Thanks a lot. Well, I actually specifically... When I decided I wanted a uh, another rod, I thought I am not buying a Winston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I went and purchased the Sage One a yeah. couple of years ago, and and as I was thinking, I was thinking maybe I should get one of those new H, you know, H threes, those uh, from Orvis. Yeah. I was thinking, mm-hmm. well, because yeah. if Steve doesn't have one, then I'll be so much different. But I've yeah. been, but as we looked at our stuff, I was thinking it was really yeah. comical. Oh, I know. Red duffel bag sure. from Eddie Bauer. Yeah. Now that's one that that's the one thing we did end up with independently. That's what's funny. I yeah. mean, I I copied you on that that Patagonia waterproof bag. You found it, you know, in an outlet sale, and so I ordered it from the same place and. And I was using those foot tractors, and you you like those, yeah, so for yeah, sure. we have we've copied each other deliberately. But I think that the mystery is that <laughs> that Bauer. red Eddie Bauer <laughs> duffel bag that's that concerns me. And I I only hope we're not wearing the same kind of underwear. <laughs> so <laughs> so what kind of truck do you drive? <laughs> oh man, I know. Yeah, and you know both our sons played football both on the O line. I mean it's just. It, it just gets crazy. So I, uh, I guess. Yeah. Although your son was much faster hmm. than my son, mine was a left tackle and no. yours was a right tight end. Tight right? end. So, <laughs> so but, at least you could go oh. out and catch the ball. <laughs> oh man, isn't that, isn't oh, that crazy? Well, that's uh, that's one of those mysteries. Great I guess mysteries of the fly fishing we're, universe. We're just gonna have to live with that on all of the, yeah, all of the tension. So when we that walk provides. into a, a motel, like you know, a yeah. super eight, what are they thinking? Oh no! Yeah, two guys with the same red <laughs> duffel bag. We and don't... the same Greg Patagonia yes, uh, bag. That's, that's and... right. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're reps for this company. Yeah, so. exactly. Oh man, uh, yeah. that's almost too much, isn't it? So, all right. Well, hey, one more. We have time for another one. Not just time, but. I know these are hard emotionally, so uh, <laughs> only one more. So why does a guide ask you if you're going to be fishing here when you've arrived first and are putting on your waders? Are you going to be fishing here? No, no, not really. We're just uh, we're just models for Sims, just trying on our waders, going to get a few pictures. Oh, yeah, no. it was so great. No, so, why, why would we be fishing here? Where was that? Was that in Wisconsin? Uh, that was in Wisconsin in the Driftless. And then, and then remember, the guy drove down the road to drop his clients off to fish the lower end of this stretch that we told him we were going to fish. Yeah. So it's like, well, what's the point? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you, are you planning to yes, fish here? Yes. <laughs> and, and we should say there, there was plenty of other water. You could go up or you could go down. Yeah. But we said, yeah, we're going to go downriver. Okay. Next thing we know, we see the car at downriver. <laughs> and they're coming up to they're our runs. Coming up. Like, what are you doing? Oh, at the moment, it didn't seem so funny. <laughs> yes. No. Hey, and I should say, too, we love fishing guides. I mean, we, we use them at least once a year. But. There's some moments where you run into it's not guides, it's it's just anybody uh, where you just scratch your head. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Hey, a corollary to this is why is it always the slowest day in weeks 
when you just put in for a guided trip. I don't know. Do you remember that trip with Re- with Granger? <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Bob yep. Granger. Yeah. So we were, it was October. Such a good fly fisher and such and a good uh, guy. we were, we drifted the Yellowstone. Yeah, and it was, and there again the conditions were perfect. Overcast uh, day. Yeah. Oh, just just what you want and and just nothing. Yeah, I and think so. we caught a couple whitefish. That was about it. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think that's all we can handle, Dave. <laughs> I, I think we're done. There's so many mysteries. I, I think I need to go home and take a nap. <laughs> all these have just blown me away. But we do want to make time for great stuff from our listeners. Here's a comment from our guide friend Glenn in our article, Small Difference Makers for Landing Large Trout. And he's always insightful, and this is what he writes. Glenn said, it is my professional opinion that you should always try and play your fish upstream of you. The fish will have to work against the current. If a fish takes off downstream, uh, and then try to turn it around. And if you can't turn it around, then you might have to follow it downstream to avoid breaking it off. Try and get to the bank so you can get below the fish. Keeping your rod tip low with side pressure is a good way to make a fish change directions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great advice. Do you remember that, boy, that whopper of a trout you caught a year ago on the Madison River? And you, boy, it took you downstream quite a ways. You didn't have a chance. I mean, it I just, didn't. I couldn't, just because took off. It did. It it actually hit it hit that uh, olive serendipity, which is it was a size 18 fly Man. on the far end of the drift. <laughs> And and so I had and the current is really strong there, so I had to follow it downstream. It took yeah. me, I I don't know what the the tippet we had on there, the weight of the tippet, but it was mm-hmm. at least four x. Yeah, and, yeah, it was and, pretty stout. And if yeah. I if we had not had that, I would have never never uh, netted that no, fish. But no. it was the heaviest fish, not the biggest, but maybe the heaviest fish I've ever caught on a fly rod. Yeah. And but yeah, I had to chase that thing down. What was it, fifty yards? Maybe yep. was it that much? Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh no, no, it was further than that, Dave. It was a, it was a good football field length. Yeah, it was. A, yeah. It was. A, I, I didn't. Actually, I actually didn't think I was going to actually reel that yeah. thing in. I thought I, I, you know, the whole time I think I'm going to. This thing was going to snap off. Yeah. Because I knew it was on that. It was. I knew it was. Well, I didn't know it was on the serendipity, but it just seemed like there's no way I was ever going to get that fish given the current. Yeah. So. Man, that was something. But that. Yeah, that happens. So Glenn's absolutely right. If you can keep a, a fish, you know, upriver from you, uh, that that really does make a difference because then they're they're running upriver. You know, the point is they're running away from you. Well, if they're going upriver, they're going against the current. So that's what you want to uh, try to make them do. And of course, there's another mystery of the universe, isn't it? <laughs> that these fish have a mind of their own. Yeah, they sure do. All right. That's going to do it for today. Hey, what are some of the mysteries of the fly fishing universe you have encountered? What makes you shake your head or roll your eyes? Please tell us by commenting on this podcast link at twoguysinariver.com. And thank you for referring our podcast to your TU chapter or your fly fishing club and certainly your friends. That's how we've grown, and we are grateful for your trust. We'd love to hear your ideas for future podcast episodes. Reach out to us on Instant Messenger on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. You can email us at stevedave at twoguysinariver.com. One more thing, if you haven't yet purchased our book, The Fly Fisher's Book of Lists, Life is Short, Catch More Fish, please do so on Amazon. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing.